1: What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented to you by Points Bet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bat life. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. This is my guy. That's my steak. That's my guy, Big Dave. He's at Pal AWL Sports. Back in the Magic Circle. It's Will to Go Golly. He's on Twitter at. Won't God leave our guy, our pal, our producer, Joey, hanging out with us here at our downtown studios, running the controls. Joey, how are you, sir?
2: I'm good, Matt. How are you? Thanks
1: I'm, for asking. I am
3: great, buddy. Will, how are you doing, bud? I'm also doing great. Thanks for asking.
1: How how are the most I recent love, travels down there in Brazil?
3: <laughs> I love that you just said, I'm Matt. That's my steak. That was great. Um, <laughs> travels are good. We are back in... Um, in the home-based town and it's cold i forgot about cold weather for a little bit there and i'm not sure i love it
0: i mean we're, wait what's it's, cold it's not know? like
3: it's not like chicago cold okay like all cold right easy. all
0: right thank you all right please you gotta you gotta be it right than, now before
1: we send these and started this, this show will dave was just telling me he's like oh man i'm so ready for winter uh yeah. that's my jam Can't i was wait. like dude i'm enjoying summer i i'm i'm in no hurry to get back to NBA season. I mean, I miss basketball, but... Yeah,
0: very much so. I, I love the winter. The only thing that sucks about the winter is I can't wear shorts all the time. Like, I, I feel about pants how you feel about shoes. Hello. In the summer. Like, I don't like wearing pants. I enjoy wearing shorts all the yeah.
1: time. Yeah. Pants suck. Yeah. So so do closed-toed shoes. Eh, um I have, I mean, You know what doesn't where, suck?
3: <laughs> What's up, I have Will? I disease where- I have a disease where I'm always looking forward to basketball season. The other day, and we're going to talk about it today, the Vooch extension. I was uh, asking our guy Keith Smith some questions on Saturday morning about when Vooch was able to start doing his extension talks before all this Joe Colley stuff actually came up. And he was like, Will, it's August. Chill out. It's <laughs> like I can't. I'm diseased. He's diseased. I mean, this
1: is the deadest of the dead period right now. Yeah. So there's um, something
3: wrong with me. Things will start but picking up real soon. Here we
1: still are. Yeah. Five shows here. a week.
0: And can't wait to keep talking. Can't about wait. It. We got so much Tomorrow, to talk about. And the next day and the next day. I do have a question before you begin. Okay. Joey, where is your graphic? My graphic? Yes. Matt has one. I have one. Will has one.
1: Where is yours? Yeah. Like when you put a steak on
0: my yeah, face. Yeah. Like when you put Where's ball the on my face. Where's
2: yours? Right. Well, part of it is like, you know, it's very visually based. You know, we got, it was originally supposed to be that it goes. Big Dave's is still in place. Mm-hmm. Pex is a little far to the right. Mm-hmm. And Goat Leap circle seems to have moved. There you go. Now it's a right. little better. It's perfect. But I'm not on the screen, so I got to yeah, figure but out. But since you're
0: not on the screen, that's more a reason you should have a graphic okay, put I'll, up when we yeah. say your name. All right.
2: Okay. I'll work on it. True story. I'll work Apple. on
1: it today after the show. All right. Thank all you. Right, all right. Um, but you know what? Joey helped execute yesterday, which got a lot of love on Bulls Twitter and just Twitter in general because it was super cool. Uh-huh. Put up this awesome goat graphic you made, Joey. Uh, and we're not talking about Will, the Go-Golly. We're talking about the goat, in case you missed it on Twitter yesterday. So this is like a cool little quadrant graphic right here of yeah. MJ, the famous all six rings on his uh, on his hand. I love it, so. And then when you open each image up, up <laughs> oh, on the top and bottom, you get a little surprise. <laughs> each image has... Foes that have been vanquished by MJ's balls in the 90s looking sad, looking confused, looking angry. I love this so much. This is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. This yeah. is right up Petty Pack Alley, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little petty as well. So this, I enjoyed every part of this when I saw it. The only thing I wanted uh, to see, I was like, wait a minute, where's the Lakers? Because I wanted to see some of the Lakers up there, too. But I don't have a problem with how it was put together and how it looked. I laughed at it. I looked at it several times. I retweeted it and liked it as quickly as possible.
1: So Magic and that Lakers team were on their last, last legs in 91. Don't want to hear that. And Magic was happy for MJ for finally getting over that hump. Don't want to hear that. I, am much, I am much happier that Reggie's stupid pacers and that the <laughs> Starks-Ewing stupid Knicks got included in that graphic over Magic and Again, the Lakers. like I said, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad
0: at all. But it was just the fact of the six rings. I know I wanted the team who he beat, but I get why he put them in there. And it was a great decision. And you heard the laughter. I am happy. You did a wonderful, wonderful job.
2: Thank you. I'd like to give a shout out to Kevin K. Duck and Casey Standahar. It uh, was—I know that it was. I think it was their idea. They just reached out to me to help put it together. But we—I had some questions. Like I was like, "Do we do we put Isaiah Thomas in here? He, you know, like because he got the best of Jordan a bunch of times. Same. Clyde Drexler ended up winning a a ring when Jordan retired briefly, but. So I was like, do we want to put Tim Hardaway in here? You know, do we, but, but mm. I'll, I'll defer to you guys because, as you know, I have stated many times I was not alive during this era of Bulls basketball. So <laughs> I'm really just just guessing.
0: I, I feel you. And, and you're right to ask those questions. Those are very valid questions, especially the one about Detroit. Uh, but also with them walking off the court was, was it yeah. was beautiful. And so, yeah, I don't mind that part being in there. Uh, but everybody you chose I'm okay with like I'm not mad that the Lakers weren't in there because everything I saw I'm like we, we murdered a lot of people on the <laughs> basketball court so it's okay you chose wisely I enjoyed it Will how, did, Will how did you feel about it when
3: you saw it? I I think we glossed over this that laugh that you just did <laughs> I don't know what the word for that that was that was something that was like that was like a full minute straight of, of evil yeah. laughter that was impressive. Uh. I love it, I don't know what else to say, it was perfect. I'm not going to yes. make any criticisms. It was perfect. That I was think my Will. favorite
1: one is Charles with his hand over his face <laughs> like this. It's yeah.
0: so good. Joey, were you specifically looking for depressed pictures of um, players like that? Yes, yes. Okay. There
2: was a, there was multiple things where we I sent it, and Casey was like, ah, I think we could find a, a picture where Barkley looks a little sadder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so we had to play that part up a little bit.
1: Brilliant. I also you, love you, the you, one of him one great um, where the <laughs> ba- you can see the backs of the jerseys of Sean Kemp and Gary Payton in the foreground, yeah. and then in between them in the it's background Mike. is Jordan turning around the other yeah. way looking like yeah. it Like, these motherfuckers. Yeah, you stink. I think
0: one of what would have been great for the next one was when Jordan did that and one on Patrick Ewing, and then he got in his face. He stood on him he mm. was yelling at him like mm. that. That would have been great, mm. too. But, again, that's just nitpicking, man. This was awesome. I loved it. I adored it, Will. I loved it,
3: too. Yeah, this is like saying, Oh, they should have won by 30 when they won by 25. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Like I said, it's nitpicking.
3: And that's all it is, man. I don't have a problem with anything
0: that is on that screen and on that, uh, uh, that that right there. It was it was amazing.
3: It was amazing, man. Great they won, job. They man. won the series in six games. They should have won it in four.
0: That Seinfeld that popped in my head. We won the World Series
3: in six games.
1: Well, we're about to put something on the screen that I do want to nitpick, and I don't know if you guys also want to nitpick it, but. As we've gone through each of these lists, as they've been released. Hoops Hype is ranking their top 25 players for the upcoming 22 23 season at every position. Mm-hmm. They've done point guards. We talked about Lonzo Ball slot. So they did shooting guards. We talked about Zach, who came, yeah. on, it came in at number four on that list. Next up is the small forwards. Um, <laughs> ah. Yeah. Joey, do we have that list? Hoops hype. At least the top 10 we'll show you guys because DeMar did make the top 10, but all the way up at number eight. You see Bridges and Middleton rounding out the top 10 above DeMar going in descending order there. Ingram, Paul George, Jimmy Buckets, LeBron, Kawhi, KD, and number one, Jason taking Tatum. Gentlemen, I have some thoughts on this, but Damn, I'd like to hear what you guys have to think before I give you all my thoughts. <laughs> Fair or foul that DeMar, second team all NBA, eighth on this list? Uh, uh, Joey Crawford, foul. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? Blocking charge? Yes, man. You holler, whoever ref you want to pull out there, foul. Eighth? Word? <laughs> foul. Foul, 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 oh. foul. Stop the game. It was a d- I I thought they did point guards correct. I didn't have a problem with that. I thought they did shooting guards correct. Didn't have a problem with that. Listen, I can sit and argue about how I feel about Jimmy Butler being number five because I don't think he should be number five. And I can sit here and and complain about Kawhi being there because I don't think he should be that high. And I get why because, you know, he's like, well, he's coming back this year. He didn't play a game. Mm. He didn't play one game. Hasn't played
1: since June of 21. Not
0: one. Not one. Not one game. So I have a problem with it. My issue is DeMar DeRozan – was second-team All-NBA. On this list so far, everybody who was either first, second, or third-team All-NBA is in the top five. Everybody. We'll see what the power forwards and centers look like when those lists come out. But so far, everybody who's top three, who is on, oh, I'm sorry, who's All-NBA, first-team, second-team, third-team, they're in the top five. I wouldn't have been mad if he was sixth. But eighth? <laughs> eighth is trash to me. On this, what you're doing to Demar Derozan because of the people you have over him. Again, I said you can argue Jimmy Butler all day long. We get into that. If you want to argue Paul George, you get into that too. Brandon Ingram should not be higher than Demar Derozan. That is incorrect. That is when I blew the whistle and almost threw him out the game. It's that is a foul. On the highest level for me. That should not be the case. Brandon Ingram should not be ranked higher than DeMar DeRozan on this list going into this season. I don't want to hear it. Like, DeMar DeRozan, now he had the best season, not just of his career in his year 13. Well, he's getting older. The best season of his career. All star starter. All right, second team, All-NBA.
1: Top five MVP discussion for like three quarters of the season.
0: Was in conversation with records he was breaking like Michael Jordan and Wilt Chamberlain. What are you basing this on? I'm very confused by it. Brandon should not be higher than DeMar DeRozan. That's the main one I I had a problem
3: with, Will. You are really channeling your inner Matt Peck today. (laughs) <laughs> what the, the ridiculous? It's It's in there. The it's Let, in the there. Flow yeah. Let the hate you. flow through yeah, you. Yeah, you
0: know, it's not a hundred percent, you know, positivity, brother. You said it's not a hundred. It's about twenty. It's about twenty percent negative that comes out every once in a while.
3: If there's a if there's a hat throw in segment two, I will not be surprised. <laughs> the, what do you think? Idea well, this, the idea of this is for next season, right? mm Hmm. So, I mean, I agree with you. He should be higher. I I mean, I think that's basing a lot of it off of Brandon Ingram's playoff performance, which was outrageously good. He was 27, 6.2, 6.2 on 47 and a half, 40, 83. Mm-hmm. So, like, he, he really had a coming out party. And so I think that is kind of being baked into their rating here. Mm-hmm. But with all due respect, like, put the, you know, the all-NBA second team all-star starter person ahead of him until it actually changes. Same thing with like Steph being number two on the list for point guards as opposed to or Luca was number one, Steph was number two. Like this this is Steph's. And I think they did it with Tatum. Like Tatum probably earned that just based on like where he finished last year and the way that he like carried this team to the to the finals and to game six of the finals. But like do we really think he's better than Kawhi, Kevin Durant, LeBron? I'm not really sure. And Maybe he like gets to be that next year, but I think that's kind of what it's—it's it's a forward-looking thing. So like, I get it. I get what they're trying to do. Right. Even if I think it's like a little bit wrong, I, I at least get like what they're trying to do. I mean, like Tatum's least, the like, like, best the player. The logic is consistent. You know, right. like they it's did just... it with Luca. They did it with Steph. They yeah. Did it with Tatum over LeBron, and you know they're trending
1: I mean? younger. I think is what's going on here, and like, well, we're looking ahead to the next idea season. Of, like,
3: Exactly. The idea is like, well, by the end of next season, these guys will be better. But right. I don't. I just don't know if that's actually what they're trying to do. It just seems like that.
1: Maybe they see Demar Derozan trending down. Which, by the way, happy belated 33rd to Demar Derozan, um, just the other day <laughs> are, turned 33. Congratulations. Like a fine, fine wine. Like the finest of also, wines. Also, it's hilarious that we think of Demar Derozan as this old fogey player, and I'm like, he just, turned. He just he's, turned, he's two and a half years younger than me.
0: Even and Jimmy Butler are the same age, damn it. Like, hey, what are we talking about here, man?
1: I hate that I feel so old when I realize the old guys <laughs> in the NBA are like, oh, he's 32. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, NBA
0: old is a different kind of <laughs> it's old, It's a different man. kind of old, <laughs> NBA man. old is a different kind of old. What
1: ha- I used to be younger than NBA players. Oh, will you
0: move on?
1: <laughs> will you
0: get over it? Move on, I man. will not. All right? Ha- not. We're all half of you still here. This is life. This is what happens.
1: Okay, but so I think that's why it's like Ingram is still young, right? Like he isn't he twenty five still. Will he is twenty four? I believe. Yeah, not quite twenty five, which is crazy. Trending up, maybe Demar with this age trend. Although, as you said, he just had the best season of his career, career! arguably one of the best two seasons of his <laughs> but career. I think that's at age that's actually Another
3: that's another point, though, is like. Is there any way Demar and this is like a conversation that we'll be having mm-hmm. for the rest of the summer and into next seasons like is there any way Demar is actually this good again? because it's so unlikely and like it just it never happens where you have a career year at age thirty two especially when you're already really good. It's just like so impressive what he was able to do mm-hmm. both in terms of like on an every game basis but also like hitting game winners, breaking all-time records from Will Chamberlain, like, there's mm-hmm. no way he can accomplish that again. I just think that they're kind of, like, they're factoring in, in Ingram getting better and DeMar getting a little worse. And so I get where it's coming from. I still think it's wrong and that you should, at the very least, like, you know, he should be around six or seven as opposed to eight. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I get it, but it's frustrating and I think it's wrong.
0: Yeah, it's frustrating, and I, and and again, I'm not trying to dig into your boy right here, Will. I'm just using him as an example, but he is your boy Jimmy Butler is also the same age as Demar Derozan. So when you're talking about you're basing this on age and it's moving down, Jimmy Butler to compare, is stills them a top five forward in the league. Right, and we last year. Jimmy Butler was chilling during the regular season. Chilling because he knows he's getting older. He was saving it up for the playoffs, and we saw the phenomenal performance that he had when he got in the playoffs. That's what older players who are on the downside start to do. DeMar DeRozan basically tried to play every game last year, and then when he got to the playoffs, the reason that the Bulls won the only game they did because he dropped like 40-plus in that bad boy. (laughs) That's the point I'm out here trying to make. DeMar DeRozan, what is the difference here that we're talking about? That's, that's why I don't get right there. That's exactly where I get lost in that kind of argument, Will. Mm, I love Angry Dave. It just, it just I'm, I'm, because there's no logic. I'm trying to get, and, and Will's right. I say, they're like, oh, they're, trend, they're going with the younger guys, trending up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're doing it like this. But then I'm looking at your list, and you got LeBron and you got Jimmy Butler. So I'm
3: like, what, are we trending up, or are you just going by names and what they've right. done
0: in the past previously?
3: That, right. That's why I'm – And concerned. it's especially – it's true, too, because, like, yeah, to your point, like if, if you're going to discredit DeMar for slightly, you know, maybe trending the wrong direction, you probably have to deal with Jimmy, too. I mean, I do think Jimmy is better than DeMar. Maybe not at scoring, but, like, pretty much everything else. Like, he's a better defender by a huge margin. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's actually proven to carry his team to the conference finals and finals. Um, I think he's as Bubble. good, if not <laughs> – Playmaker and and uh, decision maker. So, I mean, you can – I think they're very similar players. Um, I'm not mad about Jimmy being ahead. I think they're probably around neck and neck if Jimmy's not, like, a hair better. But, that's, again, Jimmy, three spots higher, and I think there's a, there's a big difference there. That,
0: yes, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. That's exactly my point, Will. Also, was Jimmy second team All-NBA? Uh, Jimmy was no team All-NBA, but that's my point of what – Will is saying right there. It's not that I think – you know, not he's arguing DeMar or Jimmy being better. Yeah. I'm saying that right there. Like, if Jimmy 5, then I got DeMar 6. If, if DeMar is 5, then I got Jimmy 6. Like, right. I think it's right there. That's you, my argument. What
3: do you think of Paul George? Because he's at 6.
0: Eh. No. <laughs> he shouldn't be 6. I don't have him there at 6. I, I would have him – for me, he's seven, eight, nine, ten. That's why I would have Paul Paul
1: George. and Kawhi both being ahead of DeMar is disrespectful – because I, I can let you have one of those guys ahead of him. Yeah. But as Clippers teammates, one of whom missed all of last season, <laughs> and one of whom, Paul George, who could not get his Clippers to get their shit together without Kawhi. <laughs> how, is you, how are you that good?
0: Yes. that's Yeah, that's the only problem. I It's the logical. Demar led the Bulls to the
1: number one seed <laughs> in the East for two-thirds of the season. For the love of God. Okay, before we move on, Joey, do you have that uh, player comp uh, – the, the one that is the most egregious, I think, is still Brandon Ingram. Thank you. Okay. Throw that up there. Okay, as you'll note, they have the exact same identical, not very good defensive rating, 115. DeMar's offensive rating, six points better than Ingram's per 100 possessions. Uh, field goal percentage across the board? DeMar. DeMar, by a lot. Three-pointers. Three-point DeMar. percentage, DeMar's even better on fewer attempts, but still, free throw line, better. Rebounds and assists Ingram has a slight edge, points per 100, 37.7 to 32.9. <laughs> it's a huge margin. What? What is
0: this crap? Dude, see, I, I didn't realize he had, almost had seven assists a game. <laughs> that's insane. Well, so that's per 100. But that's still crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that was that high. I didn't even put that together. But the biggest one on there to me right there, Matt, the two things, the age, 32 and 24, games played. After that one, look mm. at the games. Mm. Look at the games. Seventy-six games to fifty-five. All right, this is—he's dip- old man. He shouldn't be out there doing. It. He's out there doing it. All 76 right,
1: seventy-six games yeah. playing uh, for Demar's uh, parade. Uh, uh, Only f- <laughs>
3: fifty-five for behind. We'll help.
0: <laughs> we broke it into musical song. Help.
3: <laughs> I don't know if I can. I think that you guys are beyond help at this point. <laughs> <laughs> will, you've been gone too long, man. Don't give long, up man. on us,
0: Will. Don't give we are up. just
1: barely holding on to our sanity by a thread. Don't you give need up, to come man. home.
3: Don't give up on us, <laughs> Please don't give up on us. <laughs> I, never, I would never give up on you guys.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, so there that is. We'll see what happens with the next hoop Hype rankings that come out at power forward. Also, I'm curious if any of these players will overlap and be in multiple positions or or if it's just strictly.
3: Go ahead, Will you guys think Pat will be in the top 25?
1: I don't think so. I don't believe so. I don't think so. And he shouldn't be. Yeah, I
3: don't be. think so
1: either. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, see, we'll see, see if we
3: have anything to talk about tomorrow. We'll yeah. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> and by the way, I saw in the comments, shout out and happy birthdays to Brian, who turned shout 36 out. today. Congratulations, and sir. And Dontavius, who turns 19 tomorrow. Oh, there you go. Go out and enjoy your youth, Yes, my friend. Both of you. Both of you go out in the juice. Oh, thir- there's no youth left in 36. Oh
0: man, you got to hang out more, then man. Oh, you I hang out plenty. That.
1: I just pay for it the next day.
0: <laughs> well then we got. To, well, you know what? Not gonna get into it. <laughs> Not gonna get into it. But Will knows it, it starts with the AGs, baby, and that's what's gonna help you
1: out. I was it- just gonna say it. Yeah,
0: Drink
3: your athletic <laughs> greens, my dude.
1: I prefer to try to keep myself young by having a lot of fun on PointsBet. Ooh. That's how I, that's how I stay young. Look at young. this guy, Will. That's how I stay young. Today's episode brought to you guys by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up. If you do it right now, you're going to get those two risk-free bets up to 2 thousand dollars but that's not all if you make a fifty dollar more first-time deposit you'll receive a free chgo membership Where? which unlocks all of our great web content you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the chgo locker awesome. that's two thousand dollars of free bets free chgo membership and a free shirt from the chgo merge locker all for just making a fifty dollar first time deposit at a points bet and you want to do that anyway Where? because it's your home for live in play betting and it just got even better we are so close the football betting season. Right so damn close. Right Is your favorite team primed for a comeback? Maybe you see an edge in the game you're watching. Don't just watch the game, bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, faster live cash outs. Mm. Cha ching! Mm. Download the points bet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Wheel will the thrill.
3: You live your bet life. <laughs>
0: Oh, he's getting – oh, I love it, man. He's, he's getting more and more creative with these, man. I love this, dude. This is amazing. He's trying to keep
3: up with you guys. Oh, come on, Will.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, guys. You, you want to talk about Vooch? Let's talk about Vooch. Vooch. Um So there was this report a few days ago from our from our pal Joe Cowley Chicago Sun-Times. And uh, he was uh, – if you recall, we had a conversation with him before – joined on to CHO last season uh, on our old platform, Dave, about the Vooch hate uh, among this Bulls fan base yeah. while he was kind of having a rocky up-and-down season, mm-hmm. and Cali was certainly one of those defending Vooch and saying, okay, yeah, he's not shooting the three-ball all that well this season, but he does this, 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 and this. Correct, Correct. The Bulls need him to do this, 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 It's and very this.
0: logical, and we, right.
1: and we agreed vehemently with a lot of
0: things he's right. saying. Right, which is not
1: common mm-hmm. for some of the takes that our pal Joe <laughs> Kelly has about these Bulls. Um... But, Joey, let's take a look at uh, this excerpt from Cowley's latest, saying a source said both sides want Vucevic to stay with the team beyond the last year of his contract this coming season and will have initial discussions on what that might look like when training camp begins in the fall. Mm. What do mm. we think about this, gentlemen? I'm- I don't think anybody was really thinking about a Vucevic extension until Cowley put this out here. Yeah, like I I it wasn't
0: on my mind, honestly. Uh I wasn't even thinking about it, at least for this season. <laughs> I was I wasn't thinking about it at all. Um, but there obviously seems like there's mutual interest on both sides of wanting him to stay. And Will is gonna break down the reasons why and reasons why not, I'm sure. Um, but how do I what I think about it? <sighs> okay. I'm not mad about it. I'm not upset about it. Vooch is a good center in the NBA, man. Like it's who he is, like you're getting a double double when he gets out there on the floor. You're getting a center who can, who's going to spread the floor. You're getting a center who can pass the basketball. You got that in, in Nikola Vucevic. That's the kind of player that he is. His down year, and I said it a million times, his down year is 17 and 11. That's a down year for Sucks. Nikola Vucevic. That, that makes him the worst as the third option. <laughs> as a third option on the team, he's 17 and 11, and also was an Iron Man. I think that needs to be stated as well. Because that's very rare, honestly, for a big guy that size in the NBA today. Guys aren't playing that many games like that. Most, the reason he was missing games mostly was because of uh, COVID and right. things like that were going on. So, But he was out there all the time. So he was relatively um, injury-free, and hopefully he remains the same going into uh, this season coming up. I'm interested in it because I think you're going to see a motivated Vooch this season. Not one because he's a man with pride and he wants to you know, play better and things like that. But two, he understands he wants his <clears throat> money mm-hmm. at the same time. This is the last go-round for that big old contract, for that bunch of zeros behind that number. This is the last time he's going to have that go-round because of the age he is, 32. I don't think he's 33 yet. But, yeah, this is his last time to get it, Will. And so I understand the Bulls wanting to hold on to him because, again, the options out there are very, very slim. Uh, when you're – Front office is continuing to preach continuity and say things like that. You want to get the guy you made your first major trade for, and that was Nikola Vucevic. So, I'm not upset about it if they want to hold on to him. And the fact that there's mutual interest on both sides.
3: Yeah, it's tricky. Um, I was, I'm frustrated, you guys, because I was working on a story this morning that's mm-hmm. going to lay out like all my thoughts and feelings about this whole thing from. Uh, salary cap perspective, mm. from a on the court perspective, and from just like a future oriented perspective. But our WordPress broke, and I lost all of what I wrote. So I'm oh. feeling frustrated by that. Oh no! Yeah. So I gotta I gotta redo it. It may not no. come out tomorrow the way I wanted it to. Man, that my heart. Always have, have a backup on Word,
1: dude. Always.
3: Right now. I know. He knows. It's my fault. It was it was Brazil Comfortable with WordPress? Yeah. Was, I was a little
0: yeah. It was Brazil wheel. Chicago wheel would have had the back. Brazil wheel, vacation wheel is a different wheel. Yeah, I understand.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you know, you're totally right. But here's the thing. Like, the Bulls don't really have any choices now. Like, they have to extend him. Um, You trade for this guy, you give up future picks, and you're trying to be good. Like, there are are only a couple options. You can let him walk in free agency next year. You can re-sign him as an unrestricted free agent next year, which is a little bit – Dicey because you don't know if he's going to get a better deal from right. a competitor. You can extend him now, which I think they probably have to do, um, or you can trade him. They missed the opportunity to trade him. I think his value now is low enough that like whatever they get back is going to help them less than Vooch will. Mm. So they're going to have to extend him, because otherwise they're going to run into a bunch of salary cap problems. They're going to be right at the cap, essentially, or slightly below it which means they won't be able to go out and sign more free agents. They'll only be able to retain their own guys. And so if you let him walk for nothing, it's not like you can go out and sign whatever big name center is out there. Cause one, I'm not sure who it is. And two, they just won't have the cap flexibility to do that. So right now their best bet is to either get super lucky and find some great deal for him in a trade where they can move on, get a great replacement on a longer term deal. That's not gonna happen or you can extend him and look to trade him down the line or continue to play this game of continuity and hope that you know maybe you sign him to a 1 plus 1 you you line him up with the end of Demar's deal and then you figure it out from there i think that's really the only option um, as far as Vooch playing and the, the way that he performed last year obviously it was like not as good as everybody would have hoped like his numbers were just down his usage was down his role was down he was playing a different role than he had been the previous years he was playing In a more i mean they made the playoffs and like he was the focal point of that which obviously like you need to be a good player for that to happen but he was playing in a different role in like a much different environment and he didn't perform well enough but i think that that goes like way too far in in both directions like people say that he has no problems and that the haters are stupid and people say like nothing he does is right they'd be better without him they should start tony bradley which is obviously also wrong (laughs) so the, the truth is somewhere in the middle he needs to make more shots. He is not a great defensive player, but he does provide a ton of value as a playmaker, as a shooter, maybe not in terms of percentage, but in terms of gravity and like drawing defense away from the rim. Uh, he still does a lot of things really well, and their best and really only option right now is to extend him. So it's not surprising at all that Cowley is reporting this because they have basically until June 30th next year to get a new deal done. If that doesn't happen, they'll just have to either let him walk or resign him as a free agent.
0: Let me let me ask Will something. Uh, Will, could you kind of expound, though, on the value part that you that you touched on right there? Because I kind of want people just to realize, like on both sides here, like looking at it from the Bulls perspective, like would you just let them go? Like you've got Marco and like you said, Tony Bradley and out there on the market is I can't really think of another center out there who can give you what Vucevic is able to give you. And so if you try to let him go, the value you get back will be lessened, like you said, than, than what you're giving away in Vooch, correct?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm pulling up the list of free agents now and we can go through and see if there are any better options. But like, as I said, at the end of the day, they're not gonna have money to go out and sign these guys. So really the only way you can make adjustments on the current roster is to retain Vooch, stay over the cap, and then potentially look to flip him down the road, whether it's for draft picks, Young players, whatever it may be, but all that to say, like they they will only have options if they re-sign him and extend him. If they don't do that, they're losing him for nothing, and they won't have enough money to sign somebody else. We can argue the merits of keeping him or going with like a pure pick and pop specialist or uh, a lob threat um, like Daniel Gafford type, or you know just somebody that can only space the floor, like. Vooch can do a little bit of everything, and he has to be able to do all those things in order for him to fully, like, you know, show his value. And in order for that to happen, he needs to be better than he was last year. But at the same time, no matter who else they could possibly get, I don't think they're going to be as good as Vooch. Like, for example, Miles Turner has been dangled on the free agent market. Like, he's a, a better... Actually, I don't think he is a better shooter. Their percentage is about the same. He's a much better ring protector. And that's great. But then you sacrifice rebounding and he also doesn't allow you to switch everything. You know, he's maybe a little bit of a better drop defender, but you're not getting all that much better um, while you're also losing a ton in the way of playmaking and rebounding. So there isn't like an all around center that could just like slot in really simply and give the Bulls a much better option. And so I think there's this idea that like the Bulls can just find somebody else or, you know they shouldn't have made the trade, and I hate Vooch because they gave up two picks and Wendell Carter. Okay, well, it happened, and you have to like live with that now. And you can either look to trade him for somebody like Rudy Gobert, which obviously didn't happen, or you can kick the can down the road by giving him an extension and hopefully finding a way to replace him down the line. Um, the fact that he had a year and a half left on his deal—actually, uh, it was two years and a half left on his deal— Uh, With a descending salary. Like it was, I think, a smart financial move. They obviously didn't end up paying Wendell, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you can either get rid of him or you can keep him. But if you get rid of him, you create a ton more problems than if you were to keep him. Now, if you keep him long term and you extend him beyond that, then there's like a whole other conversation of, you know, Rooch is 33, and are we paying him to be the starting center at age 34, 35, 36? Probably not such a great idea. So they will need to find longer term solution, but again, if the idea is to win now, he's probably the only realistic option. And and to do that you have to give him an extension.
1: Uh, I see local bulls fan in the chat saying Vooch doesn't have to worry about playing thirty-five plus minutes a night with Drummond coming in to take uh the pressure off. Now, you know, you mentioned the the options behind Vooch that were not great last season and in even the season prior. Um I don't know if you guys saw it. It was making its way around NBA Twitter the other day. Uh, I think it's like that NBA math Twitter account or NBA index, like, like B-ball index or whatever, mm-hmm. doing all these graphs this offseason. And the most re- one of the most recent ones was big men in the NBA and XY axis graph. Yeah. X axis was quality of shot at the rim and Y axis was scoring at the rim. Mm-hmm. So like efficiency here, quality of shot here. Mm-hmm. Halfway across the X axis quality of shot was Andre Drummond one millimeter above just the X axis, no higher up the Y axis, Andre Drummond. Drummond, yeah, it's true. We saw it. Way higher up along the Y axis of finishing at the rim, even though it seemed like he was missing bunnies all season long, Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> so look, I mean, I still think that Vuc, despite the fact that he is over the hill, hmm. um, and, and some would say coming off a down year, Very important to the Bulls playing well and the Bulls winning games this coming season. And maybe not 35-plus minutes a night every night, but 30-plus, absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. You need that from him. Who knows? And we can continue to talk about the options the Bulls have as far as the contract, but for this coming season, no offense to Andre Drummond, but give me Vooch for as many minutes as Vooch is able to play.
0: No, and, and I feel you on that. And, and I want Drummond to be good. I think we all want Drummond to be successful. But the person we truly want to be successful is Nikola Vucevic because it's not going to matter Andre Drummond's success of this team if, if Vucevic is not having that year. You know what I mean? Then we're talking a, a lesser Bulls team, and, and I don't think any of us uh, want to see that. So, yeah, we, we want to see Vuce have that year and, and come back stronger and knowing that he's that guy. Like, it could be a mental thing with him. It could be an age thing. I don't know. It was a lot to, to be desired. You know what I'm saying? Watching him play. Some games he was on, some a lot more games he was off. Um, but, again, he still can come out there and give you that 17 and 11. He still can provide that passing. He still can be a threat from that three-point line. He doesn't need to take six a game like the Bucks were giving him like that, but that's the shots that they were giving him. But, yeah, like, he's he's the one that if you're looking at the centers on this team, you're like, he's the one that has to make it go for this team, not only because of the center position, but like you said, man, the third best player on this team. Like, your third best player has to have that impact, man. So, big year for Vooch, man, no matter uh, how you slice it, Will.
3: Every year, the Bulls have a center, and just nobody can agree on them. Like, everybody always shits on the Bulls' centers, dating back to – like wendell or robin lopez or you know whoever else is before him like these guys are there's they're not like super duper all-star it's like such a tough position you can't it's very rare that you're able to switch everything shoot rim roll and catch lobs and also like defend on the perimeter and protect the rim like nobody can do that so you you have to sort of specialize and Vooch did not do a great job defending in the pick and roll this past year but people got really pissed for at Jim Boylan for making Wendell trap uh, at the point of attack all the time. So it's like you can't, can't have everything with a center. I think the things that Vooch is good at, he's good enough at across the board that it gives the Bulls a lot of versatility, but like he also needs to be better. That just That's how it is. You need to be better, especially as that third member of a big three. You need to shoot better than 31%. You need to be able to move your feet a little bit quicker and clean up some more of the messes that happened because the Bulls gave up so many points at the rim. Um at the end of the day, like Vooch was looked a lot better when Caruso and Lonzo were healthy because they can make up for a lot of the areas where he struggles. And that's a whole separate question of like why do the Bulls like what are they gonna do if is not healthy? Like I think we all recognize that things are not gonna practice. be good if Exactly. So I do think Booch has some room to return um, back to what more of what he looked like, you know, even just the, the, the half season when he came over to the Bulls, where he was more of the second option, where his numbers went down a little bit, but he was still shooting 38-39% on threes. He does need to be better, but he's also not anywhere close to as bad as I think a lot of people make him out to be.
1: There were some old quotes that Cali pulled up from Vooch's exit interview at the end of this past season that I thought were interesting as we talk about Vooch adjusting to his role on a new team and a new mm-hmm. system and if he can pull those numbers back up a little bit while also knowing that his role is going to be smaller than it was in Orlando when he was the guy. So I want to uh, reference those and discuss them a little bit. We will do that coming up next. But first, Big Dave, mm-hmm. you want to tell the people that – all they need is a little thing called Only What You Need. Oh, just a little thing.
0: First of all, I want to say how awesome it was. You said, I'm going to walk into traffic. And Will was like, exactly. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, I get right. it. I, I know where I'm at. I know who's dealing with this. Shout out to
1: our guy Cody from CHGO Cubs. Yes, man. Absolutely stole that from him. He's ready he to He threatens be to walk man. into traffic twice a day. And he's ready at, to be heard. When he's talking about his Cubs.
0: Yeah, man. Th- th- strong human being. Right <laughs> uh, let me tell you about Owen, though, since I got you here, because it's only what you need. Because it's that 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you that nutrition that works as hard as you do, as Matt does, as Joey does, as Coach does, as Lawrence does, as I do, and definitely as the GOAT does. All of their products are artificial, artificial ingredient-free, allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, and mm-mm-mm. Easy on the tummy because it's easily digestible. And you know who else supports this? That young man who will lead the Bears to new heights.
1: to be one Justin Fields. You see that passing through the Mooney today? Did I? Woo! <laughs> did I see it? The question is, how
0: many times did I see it? The answer is a whole damn lot. Oh, R.I.P. Roquan. But he... <laughs> He is definitely down with Owen, y'all. So, to make it easy for you, Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you this awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com and just use the code CHGO20. That's 20% off your first purchase, y'all, at liveowen.com using the code CHGO20. So, want you to join all of us and join Justin Fields and try Owen because it is only what you need and you know what else you need and why you won't own oh, it so bad because oh wins joey uh win mm. Mm. that was a no look lob too that was a good one right there yeah that's why he caught me off guard <laughs> but it went in i knew you was ready
2: you kidding me i've got a crazy like catch radius near the rim just throw it anywhere <laughs> up there vertical <laughs> spacing is out of control right well you like those terms Stro-mile you know
3: Swift. i love vertical spacing
1: <laughs> i'll
3: take any kind of spacing at this point i heard that <laughs> <I'll>,
1: yep okay <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I just got distracted thinking about how sad i am about roquan smith asking for a trade yeah. it's okay yeah you move past it uh but you should uh if you after finish this show go back and listen and watch Joe bears uh with our guys adam and nick and will yeah who had a great episode just I now did. before i was talking about that bombshell did. coming out of training camp uh, Sucks. today. Not great. Yeah. Not the best. Uh, okay, guys. So, um, as I said, Callie pulled up a couple of these old thoughts from Vooch from his exit interview mm-hmm. and how they may relate to this whole idea of continuity that we keep talking about with the lack of big roster-shifting moves this offseason. Mm-hmm. Will, you and our guy Markay talked about that whole concept extensively in a recent hq friday episode shout out um and this is what vooch had to say i'm just going to read a couple of thoughts from him real quick he said i do think we have the talent to match up with all the teams in the east nothing happens overnight Mm -hmm. nothing happens in one season it takes time as a group you have to go through the ups and downs of the year the successes the failures whatever it is Mm -hmm. all that gives you an opportunity to grow and get better for us i think that could really happen we believe we have the pieces needed to build a successful group. All the guys are motivated. So, yeah, I don't see any reason for us mm-hmm. to panic and take the group apart. Mm. End quote. You know what that sounds a whole lot like? Tell me Everything that Arturis Karnaschovas said to the media, mm. anytime he was asked about making big roster-changing, life-changing decisions, mm. saying, we like our group. Why didn't you do anything crazy on draft night? We like our group. Why didn't you do anything crazy for agency? We like our group. <laughs> it seems like that is the party line. Yeah. And it makes sense that this report from Cali is suggesting that Vooch and the Bulls front office are on the same page about keeping him around for at least another year past this upcoming season.
0: Yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense, man. And it's just, honestly, for me, I'm you know, I'm going to look at this positively. It's just a good thing for me. Like, seeing a guy that is your third best player and no – and knowing he wants to be there, especially dealing with what I'm dealing with with Roquan Smith right now. But knowing that a guy wants to be there and he believes in the team as he does. You know what I mean? Like, these Chicago Bulls are good enough. And it's not just lip service. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's actual fact about what he's saying. It's not just him talking like, oh, no, we're going to grow. It's going to get better, guys. Ready for another 30-win season. Like, it's not that. Like, there's good basketball to be had. It just has to come together on the floor for them. As and see what it can do this season. So, I I feel him. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense. I know it. I know it's company speak, and I know you know it's just what it is like that. I get all of that, mm-hmm. but I just like the fact that it's truth in it. Will you know what I'm saying? Like it's truth and it's actual logic in what he's saying.
3: Yeah, I mean it's good PR for sure. Like, Correct. Also, also like he he wants to get paid and continue to play with the Bulls because that obviously he's going to say that. So, I think there's truth to it, but also. He either like had that discussion with Karnasovas as far as like what he should say, or he just genuinely believes that they're on track. And that's a a separate discussion. Sure. I think they've still got a ways to go. I think you guys do too. But they also like, again, they just don't have very many options at this point. They are sort of an asset poor team in terms of being able to trade out future picks because they already did that with Vucevic. They don't have a ton of good young players that they can trade out or they won't um with patrick white patrick williams and kobe white um so there's just not a lot they can do and like i said if you want to trade vooch what's going to happen is you're going to get younger players or draft picks to a team for for a team that's like trying to win now and since you're the team that's trying to win now there's no point in trading him so yeah i mean i just think they they kind of have to run it back now they had opportunities to try to make some moves. They would probably need to include Patrick in one of those deals to to package Mooch and bring back another center, but that didn't work out. And that's okay. I mean, I think they just kind of have to continue on where they are now because they don't have their own draft picks. They can't really afford to tank or bottom out or blow it up. Like they they have to continue on and see if they can get internal development, see if things can come together with more um experience and playing time together and, and that's kind of what the only option at this point
1: uh, I see people in the comments asking about what the contract might look like if Vooch and the bull sit down and iron out a new one mm-hmm. during training camp uh Cowley in his column suggested something as simple and short as a one a one and one mm-hmm. a one-year deal with a p- op- player option on year two uh and then as far as figures this, he's entering the final year of a four-year 100 mil that he signed with Orlando mm. back in 2019. It is de-escalating, so it went 28, 26, 24. Coming into this final season, it'll be 22. I mean, there's depending on what Vooch is looking for, money, mm. consistency, competing in deep into a playoff run mm. and, and what order those preferences and priorities are in, Maybe you can keep him around for under 20 mil a year. Wow. I mean, it's, it's possible. I'm not saying yeah. it's likely. I'm saying it's possible. Yeah. That's a great point that,
0: that I didn't think of, Matt. Um, you're right. Because the other thing, I remember talking to Kendall Gill about this a lot when we were talking about free agency. And Kendall was about his money all mm-hmm. the time. And I was like, I get that to number one. But what's number two? Right behind that, he would always say comfort. Right. You know what I mean? That was the number two thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. What can you be comfortable at? And Vuce seems like he's very comfortable here. And obviously, he seems like a guy who is loyal. You know what I mean? Staying in Orlando <laughs> for as long as he did and actually he's missing Orlando. You know what I'm saying? And not wanting to leave shows you the loyalty that he has. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. If, and you mentioned the playoffs, too. It's not like he's got a you know, deep uh, playoff run, you know what I'm saying, in his uh, resume there. And this is a good opportunity for him to actually have one. You know, mm-hmm. with a team that can be good around him, so those yeah, those are really good points, Matt. Um, that I think should also be looked at as well, along with the money, because it, Matt's right, it could definitely impact if it's going to be more or if it's going to be team friendly.
3: Yeah, I would probably start with a one plus one, maybe a two plus one. Yusuf Nurkic signed a four-year, seventy million dollar deal, starting at fifteen six this year, sixteen eight, and it continues to rise in the Uh, back two years. So I feel like that's probably around where I would want to go. That would be like, you know, two years, 35 million or something like that. Uh, I think that's probably a little less than what Vooch will end up signing to just because, you know, if it's a shorter deal, he might want more guaranteed money. Um, He's also like significantly older than Nurkic. So maybe that sort of factors in as well. But, you know, I think less than 20 is where I'd be comfortable signing vooch on a one plus one or maybe a two plus one just because you know you don't really have any certainty in your like feature beyond damar's contract right and so maybe you know you you end up signing damar to a similar situation of like one plus one or two plus one um, and you kind of continue on this path that you're on now of you know hoping for a top four seed Um, or you start to change directions once the draft compensation that you owe is out maybe then you start to recoup some of that by trading Vooch or trading DeMar or whatever it may be. But I think on 15 to maybe 17, $18 million per year for two years, I think it's a tradable contract for the bulls. And I think that's realistic market value for Vooch. So that's kind of where I would start.
1: The other thing that Callie pointed out in this column, as far as what kind of deal they might look at is the Bulls front office's perspective of trying to maybe line up a new contract for Vooch that is shorter and lines up with specifically Lonzo and Caruso and their contracts. Mm -hmm. Um, And that they've gotten the Zach deal done now. Assuming Zach wants to stay in Chicago and keep trying to build a winner in Chicago, the Zach thing, they've, you know, checked that off their to-do list. Mm -hmm. Other than that, and the young pieces like Io and Patrick and figuring out extensions for those guys on their post-rookie deals, then you have the vets, Vooch, Caruso, Lonzo, to figure out, okay, do we want to keep all these guys around? Mm -hmm. Or do we want to free up all of that cap space to then go in a different direction to retool around Zach and a couple of the younger supporting role players? And Mm -hmm. to me as far as just trying to figure out your timeline if you're the Bulls front office, mm. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. And I guess,
0: let me ask Will, like, do you, do you want to give Vooch this? I, I know that you have to give Vooch, you know what I'm saying, this contract because, of, like you stated, all the options are slim and, you know what I mean, like on both sides, you know what I'm saying, and it's just not looking like you can do anything but that. But do, do you want to do that contract, though, in a, in
3: a perfect world? That's a tough one, because I think I've been thinking about it more from, like, what do you need to do, as you Mm -hmm. said. Um, The Bulls basically owe their draft picks out, assuming there's no, like, crazy random outcomes where they land in the top four and get to keep either this pick in 23 that's owed to the Magic or the pick in 25 that's owed to the Spurs. Um, They basically can't be bad. They can't afford to be bad. And so... um, I think you kind of have to i also think that there there aren't very many better options and so you know from that perspective you kind of want to roll it back but i also think that like they're a basketball organization and what they need to do is constantly be thinking about the best thing for the team and you know if if they do think at some point that they want to go a different direction or you know have a different identity i mean i think vooch really locks you into one style of play right like you mm-hmm. can do some facilitation and pick and pop. You can put them on the post a little bit, but defensively you're very limited. And so you either need to look for a different style of player or a backup that does different things. But if you're trying to be as good as you can right now, I, I think, yeah, you have to keep him. You have to sign him to this deal. And I think I want them to be good. So I, from that perspective, I think, yeah, I do want them to sign him to this deal.
1: I think there's a large portion of the fan base that quickly can forget just if a couple of things go differently last season, how vitally awesome of a piece that Vooch is, right? True. And Will, I think you mentioned it uh, earlier on as we began this discussion. When Lonzo and Alex were out there wreaking havoc on the perimeter defense, Mm -hmm. that masked the weaker elements of Vuce's defensive game, right? They complemented them well, Mm -hmm. and gee, I wonder if that's why A.K. and Eversley went out and signed those guys, because, duh. We said it a thousand times. And if it's just that, and having a healthy Lonzo and Caruso out there Mm -hmm. to, you know, to mute or at least soften Vuce's defensive liabilities, yeah. and he pulls that three-point percentage back up a little bit, and again, people have been questioning was the 40% the outlier and he's more like a career 30, low 30s, even if he pulls it up from 31 to 36 or 37 oh, this coming season, even if he doesn't pull minutes. it all the way back to 40, mm. if it's at least respectable and he's making defenses guard him when he floats out to that perimeter, mm. if those two things happen, Vooch is a dynamite piece. Yeah, And it's like so many Bulls fans just assume, well, his defense is shit mm. and... His shooting went to shit, yeah. therefore Vooch equals shit. And it's like, no, too little and easily could go a different way variables yeah. turn Vooch right back into a very valuable player this coming season.
0: And, and I think another part of this, Matt, is uh, Marco. I think Marco is another part Polo? of this. Yes, of course, Polo. My favorite. Oh, Simonovic. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Summer League? Yes, I do. The flex. Are you kidding me? How cannot I forget it? Ah. By the way, I was sitting with, with Will. Since we're talking about flexes. I was sitting on the floor with Will right behind Jerry West and Mark Cuban. That's a flex of the century right there. But I think he's a huge part of this because of the development of Marco. And we know that Nikola uh, is a vital piece of that. He looks up to him like a brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the guy he goes to. To, to. Talk, you know, about basketball. He's the guy he breaks down that tape with. He's the guy he's working out with. He's the guy he's on the court, learning these new moves with. And he's somebody that obviously AK and Eversley want to see develop because he they want some kind of future for this young man, Marco. And Marco is Marco's got the hunger. He definitely wants to be out there, but he's got more developing to do. Vooch is a vital part of that. He speaks the language. You know what I'm saying? Like he is a huge vital part of that piece of the development of Marco. So I think that kind of factors into it as well when they're talking about bringing him back because they already have a relationship established and they just kind of want to continue on so Marco can grow.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's nice to have that sort of mentorship for Marco. And I think it definitely has been valuable, but I also don't think they should like keep Vooch around so that they can develop a second round draft pick. You know, I, they, they have to do what's best for the outcome of the team. Mm -hmm. this year and in the future um obviously Vooch can only be part of the the short-term future because he's already in his like 33 season age 33 season so they do need to to solve that problem long term maybe that guy's internal maybe Andre Drummond like has a revival and becomes like this awesome Mm -hmm. like starting caliber player I hope that doesn't happen uh alongside Vooch in lineups but you know, maybe that's a potential outcome. Maybe Tony Bradley I don't know. Like it doesn't seem like there's that guy on the roster and maybe Marco has the highest ceiling of all the backup guys, but they still need to to figure out a long term solution um while they're while they're trying to win now. I think Patrick and Derek Jones are another potential good outcome uh at center or backup center, just playing a little bit smaller and changing is. up their style of play. So that's that's something I would like to see as you guys know. <laughs> Just just barely he under gotta, the wire. He we managed it. to
1: sneak
0: in. Got
3: to get the small ball had to, in. Had to, to five. had to do it. Uh, uh, also,
1: okay.
0: but I do think, I do though, Will. I do think, I don't think it's the main reason you should hold on to him and bring him back. But I do think it's a factor. I really do. Like, I think it matters because of what they want from Marco. You know what I mean? And they really see kind of, they have a relationship. Your starting center has a relationship, who's good, has a relationship with this guy we're sitting here trying to develop and make a part of our basketball team and they a big part of our basketball team if we're being serious here they want him to be a big part of the team like so I'm not saying it's the main reason you hold on to him you don't just bring him back because sure. you know they share cookies and peanut butter and ice cream and shit together but he definitely helps in the development of him man and that's I think it's part of it
1: uh, Colin in the comments said, thanks, Dave. I think people might be sleeping on Marco. I ain't saying uh, all that, bro. Like, <laughs> I just might... say, I'm uh, just yeah. Development I, of him. Everyone should be sleeping on Marco right now. <laughs> Wake me up yeah, when September ends. You
0: should be sleeping on I'm just saying um, the development of him, getting better. Yes, he continue to sleep. He's got work to do.
1: <laughs> uh, DeMond adding, Vujic was missing threes last season because his game was rushed. He had never had been rushed being a featured player. Could be some truth to that. I, you know, I think he had the yips, man. I just think he had the yips. He was in a new place, new environment, new offense. Um, All right, that's it. We're out of time. Interesting conversation. We will see if we get any more developments on this. As Kyle reported, they could be sitting down and talking about a new contract for Vooch as we get closer to training camp and into training camp to get that done before the season starts. It's possible. Possible. Uh, Tomorrow, back here in studio, 3 p.m. Chicago time with another fresh episode for you guys. We're continuing on with our evaluations of offseason moves of other Eastern Conference teams. We're going to look at the Toronto Raptors tomorrow, Ooh. as well as taking a look at ESPN's latest Eastern Conference polls and power rankings. Spoiler, not a fan of the Bulls.
0: Really, I'm shocked. They're, they're usually so <laughs> upbeat about the Bulls. ESPN usually loves them. I am loves them.
1: Loves them. <laughs> not as much as TNT loves them. Oh. Uh, until next time, you can follow our guy, the goat, Will Gottlieb, at Won't Gottlieb on Twitter. David's at Bow, B A W L Sports. I am at Steakface. Just kidding. Bulls underscore Face. Steakface.
0: I kind of want to look that up now and see if that's available.
1: I guarantee you there is a Twitter <laughs> handle that's just at Steakface. Steakface. <laughs> and if there's not, there freaking should be. Joey, did you make one for yourself yet? While we were doing this episode, yep, I
2: did. He I did. Said he did busted
1: out. Yo! Hey! <laughs> First of all, that's too much. Hiding behind the
0: drywall. <laughs> you come up, everybody. I know it is too much. About that I'm red trying part to. F- right there at the bottom, man. You're it's right. Like, you're
2: right. You're right. Here's
3: yeah, Joey. Right. <laughs> He's like, Rah!
2: Well, don't don't give me the opportunity to make my own graphic. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm sorry. I didn't know you, your head was that big, yeah, It is. It is. That's humility. why I don't
2: I don't put myself on there, and then you tell me. Yeah, oh, I thought you had some see.
0: humility about yourself. Okay, fault. all right. That's my mistake then. I,
2: I do have humility. Remi- That's now. why I've waited to put myself on there. So like, <laughs> I made the things first for you guys. But then you said, make your own, make your own. So I was like.
0: <laughs> you, you told me to cover you guys up on all the screen. All right, for the, for
2: the debut of the Joey graphic, it's got to be big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he had that ready. You think he had that ready to go? No, Are I they, was. I was trying yeah.
2: to figure out how to make it smaller, but I wanted to do like a behind-the-scenes thing. I'm going to rework uh, it for for the next okay. couple. All okay. Right. Okay.
3: I support it. I wanted to take up the whole screen. And while you guys were talking about that, I looked up whether or not Steakface is available as Twitter handle. It is not. Somebody has Steakface. So, Steakface, yeah. show your show your Steakface to us. In the- yeah. But what about yeah. Stake? What about
2: Bulls underscore Steakface? Bulls underscore Steakface just doesn't that, make that any pro- sense. That might work.
0: Bulls, underscore, yeah, I don't know. I
1: don't no, do we that. just need yeah. to start tweeting at Stakeface from our CHGO yeah. underscore Bulls account and yeah. be like, hey, we'll trade you. Yeah, we'll trade <laughs> you. Right, <laughs> right, we'll trade you. <laughs> uh, keep it locked here on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. We got White Sox pregame before uh, Sox Royals coming up. Yeah. And then we got postgame action for both Cubs and White Sox tonight after their respective games. White Sox, uh, first pitch, 640, Cubs, 705. Get better, Tim Anderson. Oh, man. Tim, between Tim Anderson news and Roquan news, it's been tough, no man. lie, it's been a real shit day for Chicago sports, but that's why we have each other. That's why I get to see Will, though. I'm yeah up the day right there. Will, there take care. Stay safe down there in Brazil. We miss you. We'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. For Will, for Joey, for Big Dave, I'm Peck. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is always Bulls Nation. We'll talk to you tomorrow, 3 p.m. Chicago time, live here in studio. See you, Red, be good.